Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, you have stopped in for a visit with your friend, Dr. Andrew Michaels. You are always welcome, and he invites you in for a conversation that, knowing him, could go in any direction. Hey, thank you for joining me tonight. No, really. I think we're going to see some uh, turtle hatching tonight in the full moon. I wonder if the turtles plan it that way. Maybe it's easier to see where they lay their nests on a full moon. But that's the prediction. It's about 60 days from when they put the uh, eggs into the beach, into the sand, 60 days later. And it's coinciding quite well with the full moon tonight. I'm glad you joined me. I'm glad you're here. Oh, the waves. I know the waves are so good to hear in the background. And there's a misty rain. The clouds are parting just enough to see the moon peeking in and out from behind the clouds. The moon playing hide and seek with us. The sound of the waves. The soft, warm sands heated all day by the sun feel good on our feet. Because of interference by man, man has now decided to shepherd these turtle hatchings. And they brought out lights and erected a barrier around the nest to protect the infant turtles so that when they do hatch, they have a safe run to the ocean. No one can step in and interfere or touch them. Or, and it's against the law. The laws are very severe here. I think men, we, I don't know, men, women, humankind, whatever. I think we overcompensate. We become obsessed with eating turtle eggs, then we become obsessed with protecting turtle eggs. If we would just leave things alone in the first place, everything would be fine. 
But that's the way of the world, isn't it? Always feeling you have to correct past grievances. Uh, it's a good thing. I'm not complaining. I just find it interesting. And I also find it interesting. I don't know all the terminology. But I guess we're going to witness a turtle boiling of sorts. The babies boil up out of the pot of eggs and march to the sea. A boil of turtles. But a good boil. I'm glad I brought a chair. I thought there'd be more people. It's such a beautiful night. The waves are just... We're so close to the ocean, and the ocean is so powerful tonight. It's speaking to me. never get tired of sitting and watching the ocean and watching the world go by. I never get tired of it. I could sit for hours and watch the waves come up on the shore or strike the side of my boat. Anytime I get a chance to go to the ocean, I just sit and I stare out at it. And I know I've brought this up before. The ocean presents a conundrum to my mind. I know I've talked about this before. We know we live on this great blue marble floating in space, this oasis, this island earth, and it's so tiny, such a tiny little place that we are safe and able to proliferate on. And when astronauts take pictures of it, it, it makes you feel so small the earth is in the photo, the frame, and I'm this thing that's even smaller yet. This voice screaming out through the clouds like a who wanting Horton to prove I exist. Can you hear me? Can you hear me out there? This tiny insignificant thing. And tinier yet are these helpless Baby turtles waiting to hatch beneath my feet. And all they want to do is have a chance at life. Maybe one in a thousand of them grows to full maturity over the next hundred years. But they deserve that chance, that right, that passage from the nest to the ocean. And we sit in, ooh, and ah, oh, it's a baby turtle, so cute. But we don't 
don't see the struggle. We don't see the striving, the tenacity, the fortitude. Straight out of the shell, buried in sand, burrowing, forcing their heads to the surface, struggling with all their strength to get to the ocean, across this unforgiving sand, trying to catch a wave, the ocean throwing them back again, back again, until finally they get their sea legs. And the pull of the action of the waves takes them deep into the water. You feel so small. Everything is so insignificant. Yet, when I look out on that ocean, it looks so big. That ocean is so massive. If you can see the ocean, the ocean can see you, and it has the power to reach out and touch you. And I see that ocean and the power and the majestic strength behind it, the most powerful force on our planet, shaping the land, shaping life. A cycle so vast that three-quarters of the planet are covered in water. We are so insignificant once again before the power and the majesty and the weight and the size and the scope of the oceans. They bring us all our life. Make the cycle of rain sprinkling down on me right now. And they bring us hope as the sun rises and sets the oceans, calm us, carry us in its arms, the action of the waves. We drift off to sleep, hearing those waves. And we have peace. We feel the tranquility of joining once again, becoming a part of this island, Earth. And you feel so small, but for a different reason. Small because the world is so big. Can you comprehend that? Do you understand how I feel? The awe, the outright fear and majesty of the ocean is awe-inspiring to me. To feel the power of the ocean, those waves. Listen, here comes one. And it strikes the shore. 
the sand pulls out to the ocean with it. I want to put my feet in the ocean, feel the water just touch me, the peaceful calm of this powerful creature reaching out, and with the most subtle of touches, wet my toes, slowly, methodically, in rhythm with all of nature. Something so big could be so gentle, so loving, so nurturing, so comforting, so peaceful. You feel at the same time small, this world so small, our existence so fleeting, yet when we look out upon the ocean, we see a vastness beyond our minds, comprehension, a horizon that disappears beyond our sight, something so vast you can't even contemplate swimming it taking in the breadth of it, the size of it. What an amazing thing to perceive, to be human. And all this in the last fifty, sixty, seventy years of life did our perceptions change where we realized that we could send up rockets with cameras and look down. It's not been that long. There are those of us alive that predate the first photos from space. Those people are still alive to this day. I need you to think about that. There are many, many human beings alive today that never saw the curvature of the planet in a photograph. We just took it on word that the world was a ball, a sphere, an oblate sphere. Now that we get better every time, the terms change. And it's amazing to me that all this has happened in such a short relative amount of time. Our knowledge has exponentially expanded our understanding of the universe. And there's a way of looking at that too. You can keep it simple and look at the world as a small place, an insignificant place. And maybe that helps you day to day with your routine and your job and just getting by, doing the things you need to do. But you can also look at the world as a grand place, an amazingly vast and intricate ecosystem 
place we're still learning about. So big. So much to take in. Billions of people. Billions of people. Human beings changing the face of a planet on a daily basis. And you can take all that in. And how we share our knowledge now. Share our resources. Share our wealth. We do. Contrary to everything we like to be told. Things are getting better. We are solving the problems of the world. Bit by bit. Day by day. Things are getting a little bit better. And I know there's those of you out there where things aren't getting better, but you have to believe that they will. And then go out and work on changing your life because you can do it. You can turn things around. Things can go from turtle hunting, turtle eating, to turtle ecology, turtle tourism, turtle, turtle rehabilitation. We can change. We can go from hunting these wonderful, peaceful creatures to shepherding them. And almost all in the same time as it took for somebody to think, let's put a camera on a rocket see what it looks like when we look down. Do you think it ever affected someone that this is such a precious thing in the dark vastness of space, this island earth, that we better take care of our resources? Do you think those two events ever tied together in the thinking of men and women who saw the fragility, the cold, unrelenting vastness of space. Just as they look upon the waves striking the beach, one after another, the cold, dark reaches of space are never going to leave us we're always going to live side by side in this atmospheric bubble. And everything we have before us is precious. Needs to be preserved. Needs to be cherished. There was a graph that showed that geometrically we were killing 
ourselves more and more and more until World War II. And then things dramatically changed. And they like to say it's because the atomic bomb kept the peace. And I believe that the majority of that reason for less war was because of that discovery. People finally realized we could actually destroy ourselves. And the fear was so overwhelming that people started to think we better work things out before we go to war. But I'd also like to think that around that same time they took the war weapon, the V-2 rocket, They took it to the desert. They took it to England. They took it to the Soviet Union. And they started to fire these rockets into the sky for peaceful purposes as well as military purposes. Men who had dreamed of going to the moon, men who had dreamed of going to Mars, discoverers, Travelers, explorers, they were the men smart enough to interpret these new technologies and put them to work for these governments. There are people still alive right now who've predate the rocket launches of Robert Goddard who started rocket launching in the 1920s. They're still alive. You need to think about this in human terms. You need to open up your mind to the world you live in right now. In this short span of time, humanity has realized the fragility of the earth, the depths of the evilness of society, the carnage of world wars, the potential destruction of the atom, the very fabric that holds our universe together. And we could tear it all apart. We could keep hunting whales, keep tormenting little turtles trying to hatch their eggs on the beach. Keep killing one another in war and in peace. And there's always a justification for all these things. 
there's also a chance to do something great, something bold, something beautiful. And whatever course of events you want to follow, whatever course of events you want to believe in, there was this man who said, let's put a camera on top of a rocket and look down. He probably sold it to the government as a way to eventually build a ballistic missile for war purposes to target the rocket to make it a more accurate killing machine. But when they brought back the photos, they went to the newspapers and said, Look at the Earth from space. Their discovery, their fascination, overwhelmed their desire for war. And they published these photos. The Cold War politics drove the moon landings. But at the end of the day, when those astronauts pointed their cameras at the Earth and took the moonrise photos and the great blue marble photos of the Earth, they weren't thinking about political one-upmanship. They weren't thinking about defeating their enemies, winning a cold war. Those men were thinking, look what I can see with my own eyes. The turtles are coming out now. Oh my lord. The turtles are coming up from the sand. The nest, the pot, is boiling. The baby turtles are coming out of the ground. They're making their journey to the sea. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Look at that. Look at them. How fragile. How precious. How precious, how fragile, how strong they are at the same time, how determined, how determined can a creature be? What I see right now with my own eyes.
Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huevo. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.